Welcome back to Two Keto Dudes. This is Carl Franklin from Connecticut. I went keto in 2016 to reverse diabetes and lose weight. It's my mission to spread the science of keto and to show the world how cooking is necessary for keto success. Oh, and bacon. And I'm Carrie Brown, and I also live in Connecticut, just a different part to Carl. Yeah. I'm a trained pastry chef who went keto to control and eventually eliminate symptoms from bipolar 2 disorder mm-hmm. and depression. I take no medications, I have no symptoms, and it's my mission to show the world that keto food is not only delicious, but it can be better than any other kind of food. And this show is a document of our experiences thriving for years in nutritional ketosis. Our experiences reversing diabetes and depression and feeling better than we ever have before. And hopefully that might help a few of you who are curious about this kind of dietary (laughs) hacking. Now, now we're definitely not doctors and we don't give medical advice. Right. We just want to share our experiences and review the research that supports it. Oh, and bacon. Bacon. Yeah, we share our recipes and any science we find in the show notes. This is a science-based show with Carl bringing the body science and I'll bring the food science. Right. So let's start podcast number 155. Keto on a budget. Oh, one of my favorite topics. Yeah. Do we have any apologies or corrections from last week's show? Well, that was Keto Wellness with Alan Meisner. And no, um, he does a really good job of sort of simplifying processes that happen in the body and, you know, the, the positive aspects of exercise and making it accessible for everyone. And this is what I really liked about Alan. So, yeah, he might have gone into a little more scientific detail on some things, but I think the way that he explained it was just perfect. So, yeah, great. It was a great show. It was. Now, before we start talking about budgets, mm. uh, let's explain in plain English what a ketogenic diet is. Sure. That's any diet that puts you in a state of ketosis where your body is burning fat for energy rather than glucose. And the way we did it was to limit our carbohydrates to 20 grams or less every day, enjoy a moderate amount of protein, one to one and a half grams per kilogram of lean body mass, and all our energy comes from fat. Fat? Really? Fat. Fat, Davey. <laughs> yes, fat. Uh, if you're just starting, listen to our starting keto show at start.2keto.com. So, Carrie Brown, what's new with you? Well, something very exciting happened. Uh, I went out exploring with my big girl camera at the weekend. Oh, boy. Which is something I love to do, but because. Uh, after I moved here, I immediately got Lyme disease, and uh, I, I welcome to Connecticut, <laughs> right? <laughs> Hi, Carrie. Um, but because of that, you know, I didn't last year didn't go quite as I'd planned or hoped, hmm. and um, I wasn't able to get out exploring and and doing landscape photography, which is one of the things I love to do when I'm not doing all this cooking and ketoing stuff. Yeah. So I went out. I actually, I asked Facebook what I should do and Facebook said, go shoot barns. So I went on a bit of a barn spotting adventure and I actually ended up in Mystic, which is somebody I know's hometown. That's right. That's my hometown. And it was glorious. The weather was absolutely fantastic. 
Mm. Um, I had to shed layers as the day wore on. I had a really great weekend and I'm starting to feel more and more like me. And it was really cool to get out and, and follow some of my passions. It's great. I saw one of those pictures on Facebook you know, of that big barn. Oh, the huge barn. The huge barn. The big one. In Lyme. That was actually, yeah. funnily enough, in Lyme. <laughs> um, absolutely amazing. It's it's a barn that was built in early 1900s, and it has – it's about 10,000 square feet. Wow. It's absolutely enormous, and it's absolutely beautiful. And um, I want to buy it so that we can have a permanent home for Keto Fest. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> Keto <laughs> Fest barn style. Let's do that. Anyway, so since the weekend – I've been working on the desserts for the mini fest. Right. So I'm doing all mini versions of vanilla cranberry shortbread, chocolate rum truffles, coconut lime jellies, and apricot cardamom muffins. Wow. So they're all going to be very mini because we're doing tapas. Yes. So I'm doing mini desserts and that's what I'm bringing. So I've been working on those. Editor's note. They were awesome. And lastly, I've been finalizing recipes for a project that I'm working on with the lovely Kim Howerton, which is due to launch on March 1st. So wonderful. It's all busy and it's all exciting. That's great. What about you? What have you been up to? I have also been working on the recipes for the mini fest. Now, these are things that I've done before, but it's been a while. So I spent all day yesterday, that'd be Thursday before the mini fest, testing and tasting and getting them right. The first one I made was albondigas and salsa, which is mini tapas meatballs that are in a sort of tomato, cumin, onion, ancho chili sauce. Ooh. Yeah. Is that spicy? It's just a little bit in the back of the throat. It's not going to blow your head off, but they're just dried ancho chilies, which are kind of mild. Okay. And then they just get mixed into the sauce. But, you know, there's some red wine in there and some onions and some tomato sauce. And uh, it, it's just delicious. So basically, you make the meatballs and braise them in this liquid in the oven in a covered pan. And so they, you know, they, they have a bit of that braised quality. They're not like pan-made meatballs that are crusty on the outside. I'm going for tender. And, of course, the filler is pork rinds yay pork rinds i've recently i've been i've been resisting the pork rind craze for a very long time but recently i um i discovered the joys of pork rinds so mm. who knows what will be coming out of my kitchen now yeah i love pork rinds i also did your basic garlic shrimp with chunks of garlic and usually when i make garlic shrimp and butter I crush the garlic, right? And it sort of just permeates all the, the butter. But this is chunks of garlic. So it was a little bit nicer. I mean, I, I kind of brown them a little bit. So when they come out with a shrimp, you get these little brown chunks of garlic. And that's just wonderful. And the other thing that I did was um, flank steak. And I'm doing a sous vide preparation. You do love your sous vide, don't you? I do. Yes. I if I'm I'm not just going to grill a flank steak. I'm going to um, set it to 131 Fahrenheit for seven hours, and then finish it on the grill, just three minutes per side to sear it. So that's what I did, and and that came out just spectacular. Sliced nice and thin on the bias, yeah, with some uh, a blue cheese uh, Barcelona sauce, it's called. It's got blue cheese and um, brandy and cream in there, a little pepper. 
Mm. Well, I'm excited. Yeah, we're very excited. And, you know, this has already happened by the time uh, the show comes out, but we're we're still in the preparation stage. It hasn't happened yet for us. So uh, I hope it was great. <laughs> I had a good time. Did you have a good time? <laughs> my um, A friend of mine came over to hook up my dryer, which has been brand new and waiting to be hooked up ever since I moved here. And I made some extra of the coconut lime jellies. And so they were taste tested by a four-year-old yesterday. Wow. Who thought they were the best thing ever. Ever. <laughs> ever. That's great. That's great. Um, I just want to also do a shout out that um, the Minnesota Keto Mini Fest, M-I-N-N-E Fest, <laughs> Minifest, is uh, pretty much sold out in like three or four days. Yeah, that was amazing. And Amber's Carnivore meet up uh at denver at low carb denver sold out like in a few days as well and also i heard low carb denver was also sold out yeah so this is great this is great so we hope to do the same at keto fest this year i was just gonna say so let's blow the doors off the barn for keto fest yeah keto fest is happening in new london connecticut um the weekend of july 20th uh, so long as the Kickstarter is uh, fully funded, which is our first round. And if you want to be notified when that goes live and get your tickets as soon as possible, you can go to notify.ketofest.com and we'll send you an email when the time is right. And that's going to be really soon. Very soon, like within 10 days of this recording. All right, let's give away a Two Keto Dudes coffee mug to a lucky member of the Two Keto Dudes fan club. And, of course, carry these new mugs. Have your mug on them with mine, not Richard's. So anyone who has an old mug has a collector's item. There we go. Yeah. So who is the winner this week, Carl? Today's winner is Christina Jacobson. Oh, I know Christina. Well, not know in person, but Christina's a, a very... Busy member in our Facebook group, The Keto Kitchen. So, yay, Christina. Ah, yay, Christina. And if you don't want to wait to win a coffee mug, you can get one online at gear.2keto.com. Along with a whole bunch of other junk that you probably don't need. <laughs> but might make life more fun. <laughs> All right, Carrie, let's read some, uh, what are we going to read? We're going to read a letter. The letters! We're just <laughs> And I am going to read the letter this week. Mm -hmm. Um, The post. Read the post, Carrie. I'm going to read the post. Um, Quite right. It was actually posted to our Facebook group or page or somewhere on Facebook. Anyway, it's a wonderful story and I'm going to read it. Okay. And it's from one of our... Wonderful listeners, Andrew Strathy. Yes. And Andrew sent amazing pictures. Mm. You never believe that it's the same person. We'll be uh, sharing those on social media this week. So look out for that mm -hmm. on all the so social media platforms. But this is what Andrew wrote to us. He said, I started my low-carb journey one year ago today on the back of watching the Magic Pill documentary. Mm. And what a journey it's been. I've lost a total of 35 kilos down from 114 kilos to now 79 kilos. 
my waist has shrunk from a 40-inch to a 32-inch pants, shirts XXL to a large. Astonishing! Yeah, well done. I started out not knowing anything really, but the thirst for knowledge has seen me read dozens of books, attend a low-carb conference, watch many YouTube videos, two Keto Dudes podcast, which Yay. I adore. Yay! Thank you. And listen to audiobooks. I devoured any information I could get on the ketogenic diet. I absolutely love this way of life. A big thank you to the dudes. Their information is astounding. Oh, you're welcome. Warm regards, Andrew. You're welcome, Andrew. So And good job. Well done. Absolutely. And I can't wait for you all to see the the pictures that go out on the social media right. uh, this week because Andrew's transformation is absolutely mind-blowing and inspiring and all the things. That's right. And there are hundreds of other stories, literally hundreds, scattered all throughout the internet. And we captured a few of those on our forum, which you can read those for inspiration at success.2keto.com. So let's talk about keto on a budget, Carrie. Keto on a budget. I have to preface this by saying... Uh, Richard and I did a Keto on a Budget show uh, a couple of years ago, but, you know, times change and people change and economies change, so we're revisiting this topic. It's a very important topic for a lot of people. It is. I try to be very mindful of budget when I am developing recipes. So, right. although some recipes I am going to use weird, funky ingredients that that not everyone's going to be able to or want to afford. Mm -hmm. But there are some people that do. But I, for the most part, I really do try and take into account budget when I'm doing recipes because we want the maximum number of people to be able to succeed at this way of life. Right. And you really don't need, no, note the word need, the fancy ingredients and the expensive ingredients to get the results that you want. Right. If you have, if you have the means, or this is a, a point in your life where you have the means and can do that and enjoy it and, and can buy all the fancy toys and the, the expensive ingredients, then have at it. That's brilliant. Right. But for those of you who aren't in that place right now, there's no reason why you can't keto just as successfully with the basics. And that's one thing that I like to think about a lot when I'm creating recipes. And, you know, there are different types of people. Everybody's different. There are some people like my friend Les Haley, who just ate bacon and eggs literally every day for breakfast and chicken, rotisserie chicken from, you know, the supermarket. And that's literally all he ate. And, you know, lost 130 pounds and reverse diabetes. And his A1C went from like 10 to 4. And, you know, it just boom, happened. But not everybody's like that. There are also some people who do better just fasting and taking electrolytes. And that's probably the ultimate keto on a budget, isn't it? Right. If you can do it. <laughs> and then there are people who, who love, you know, food and, and, the, the foodies among us who want that really great experience of food, but um, may not have the, the means to buy the best cuts of meat. And um, for those are the reasons why I talk about techniques that can work on um, less expensive cuts of meat, like slow cooking 
Instapotting, uh, you know, crockpotting, and even sous vide. But, you know, those things require, you know, investments in equipment. I was raised in a household where my parents were, my parents, we, we are generationally very far apart. Yeah. My grandfather was born in 1889. So everyone was super old when they had babies in my family. Um, and my parents were, grew up during World War II. And one of the things they bought to uh, our family when I was growing up was budgeting. Yeah. Because they grew up in that where, you know, they grew up with rationing and, yeah. and, so, and that never left them. So budget has always been a uh, kind of a key part of my life that I've never, you know, whatever my personal financial situation has been, hmm. that hasn't made any difference. There've been times when I've been, you know, close to being on the street mm. and then other times when life has been all good. Yep. But my sense of budget has never changed because of that, uh, of the way, the things I was taught when I was growing up, yeah. which I think is a good thing. I think, as you said earlier, it can be incredibly important to help people who don't have massive means right now to understand that they can do keto just as successfully as anyone who has a bigger budget. You don't need a big budget right. to, to do fantastically well on keto. So obviously, I think for the, the first type of person that I outlined, like less, you know, it, it's we don't really have to address them because they can eat eggs and butter, you know, and occasional bacon for a treat and uh, lose weight. And they're fine with that. But it's people who like to eat real food and who, you know, like to cook and do all of that, that we, we need to address. I think that's the, that's the demographic who's listening to this show that wants to, to get some tips on how to eat well for less. And I'm definitely in the latter category. I mm. get very bored eating the same things all the time. I love the mm -hmm. textures, the flavors, the I I just enjoy food. So I definitely like finding ways to have all the variety and have all the different things but mm. without blowing the bank. So I guess I'll start with my number one tip which is get a rotisserie chicken from the supermarket. Cost you about 6 bucks and get some celery and some mayo, and you're going to make two different products with this chicken. Okay. The first thing you're going to do is take all the meat off. You know, you can get a cold one. It doesn't have to be a hot chicken, but the benefit of getting one hot is that you can chow into a drumstick and, and satisfy your immediate hunger needs. But uh, if it's hot, just let it cool down a little bit or you burn your fingers. And take all the meat off and, and, and mash it up with your fingers into a, a bowl, into a big bowl. You don't need a knife. You don't need to cut it off. Just pull it off with your fingers and pull it. And what's left is skin, bones, jelly, you know, the aspic that it, that it comes in. And you're going to take that and put it in a pot of water with uh, some celery, uh, maybe a little bit of onion. If you want to use onion powder, that's fine. Maybe a couple cloves of garlic, um, maybe some soup herbs like sage and rosemary, thyme. Even if you just put take the chicken and put it in there with water, that's enough. If you want to flavor it with some other things, you can do that. Dry herbs are just fine. And then you're going to 
bring that to a boil and then simmer it for at least three or four hours. And you've got stock. You strain it out. Now you've got chicken soup. Now if you want, you can put some of that chicken back in or just keep it as broth. It's wonderful as broth. But what you're doing with the meat is making a chicken salad. Cut up some celery, fine. Put some mayo in there. Little celery salt, maybe just salt and pepper to taste. And you've got chicken salad. You can put that in a leaf of lettuce, uh, romaine, or on a stalk of celery. Butter lettuce. Yeah, butter mm. lettuce is good for that. Yeah, I love butter lettuce. It's my favorite. So you can really make that animal stretch a long way. You know, you get the soup out of it and you get chicken salad and you could probably eat that for a week. And you've only spent about 10 bucks. So when I think about budgeting, I take a wider view, a bigger picture view mm-hmm. in that I will, and, and actually this last couple of weeks have been two great examples of what I do to keep keto budget friendly is when I go to the store, I will look for the things that are on sale. So this week, for example, the fancy pastured eggs. And by pastured, I don't mean free range. I mean pastured, which means they actually go outside and eat grubs Mm. and peck about. They don't just get to run around and then eat their vegetarian feed. Right. So the fancy pastured eggs were on a super sale this week. Wow. So I'm eating eggs like all over the place. Wow. It's egg week in the Carrie Brown house <laughs> because the fancy eggs are cheap. So I stocked up on eggs and just making up lots of new omelet combinations and having scrambled eggs with some smoked salmon that I had left over from recipe development mm. and, and things like that. So eggs are a focus this week. Because they were on sale. Very good. Um, the week before, the cherry tomatoes were, which can be very expensive, yes. were like buy one, get two free for the, the little pints, punnets, whatever you wow. call those things they come in. Yeah. They were, which was incredibly cheap. And I love cherry tomatoes. So last week was cherry tomato week. And mm. of course, with tomatoes, depending on where you're at, you, you, might not want to eat too many at one time. Yeah. But I had, there were some cherry tomatoes every day last week because I love them mm. and they were on sale and they're not something that I would normally buy mm-hmm. be- when, when they're at full price. So that's one of the things that I love to do. And Carl and I have talked about this before where restrictions actually force you to be more creative. Oh, yes. Constraints liberate. So this actually, this method of just going to the store and seeing what keto things are actually on sale Mm. also drives creativity because now you come home and you've got a bunch of eggs, so now you're going to try and find different ways to use them up. Or now it's cherry tomato week, then... What are some new things I can do with cherry tomatoes? What can I put them with that it'll work? So that's one thing I just, and I get a kick out of doing that. I get a real kick out of going to the store, Mm. buying what's on sale, and then taking it home and working out what fun new meals I can come up with. But you know what, though? Chefs do this. When a a chef restaurant owner who's figuring out what the specials are going to be that day, they'll go to the market, they'll see something that's good, 
and they'll buy that, and then they'll formulate what they could do just while they're walking around the shop. They'll formulate what they can make with that and then buy the other ingredients to support it. That's, that's literally how really good chefs work. I know that's how they work at RD86. They um, see that something is on sale or they can get a good deal on something. It comes in, it's fresh, and then they make a menu around it. Now, this approach does take a little bit of discipline because you're not going to the store with a preconceived notion of what you want to eat. Right. It's rather backwards to that. You go to the store, you see what's currently on sale, you see what the specials are, Mm. and then you buy that, and then you figure out how to make that delicious rather than the other way around. Yeah, well said. So that's kind of a mindset thing. It's like what works with my budget rather than I want to eat this. Yeah. And then being sad because you can't afford it. And a tip when you're doing that is, you, all right, you find your first ingredient that's on sale, put that in your cart, then you go to the, the cafe, get a cup of coffee and sit down, grab, grab your phone, go online and find some good keto recipes that use that ingredient. And then you can, you know, determine whether or not the rest of the ingredients are affordable. So you're not sort of shooting from the hip. I think most of the grocery stores now either have paper flyers that come to your box Mm -hmm. or you can go online and see their flyers. So you could actually spend half an hour, you know, over a cup of coffee at the start of the week or the end of the week whenever you do your meal planning Mm. And figure out what the things that are going to be on sale are and then do a bit of planning before you even go to the store. I like to do it on the fly, but you can totally plan this from home before you go. And for some people who are find it more difficult to not just buy what they plan to, that might be a better way to do it. Yeah. So – Buying the sales. Buying the sales is probably my favorite way to do keto on a budget. And my other favorite thing is buying in bulk and cycling. But that does require, to get started, that that might require a little influx of money. Right. Or you may need to do without some things while you're getting that stock going. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you if you want to buy coconut oil in bulk, you might use up, you might not have enough money that week to buy something else, but you've saved a fortune on the coconut oil. So when you're building up your bulk supplies, it may be a little bit funky until you get going, but once you get into that habit yep. of buying in bulk and making the savings, after a few months, you'll have enough in bulk supplies that you have everything that you need. Right. So buying in bulk, and, and especially places like Costco or Sam's Club or here in Connecticut, there's something called BJ's, which is a similar wholesale thing. Right. You may either need a little lump of money investment to get started doing this, but once you get going, you can save an absolute fortune by buying in bulk and cycling. So how I like to do it or how I try to do it is I buy enough in bulk and in the sales that will last me until those things come on sale again. Yeah. 
So, you know, and of course I'm talking about non-perishable items like, you know, coconut oil. Recently, we have in Connecticut this crazy discount place called Ocean State Joblop. And they had Chef Batali's marinara. Oh, yeah. And, and it was one of the low, there was no added sugar. It was one of the lowest sugar marinaras I've ever seen anywhere in my life. Mm-hmm. And they had it on sale for basically whatever you bought, they would give you a gift card to that value to come back and spend at the store another time. So it's basically free. So it was basically free. I looked at the date. It, they don't expire till the end of the year. Mm. So I have 24 of those large <laughs> jars of this fantastic keto marinara sauce in my garage, yeah. which I got for free right? because they gave me back in gift cards the money. So that's the kind of thing I love to do. And hopefully by the time I've used up that last one, it'll be time for, for them, them to have that sale running again so you can also do this with perishable items um i'm thinking about the meats i saw chuck roast on sale at Shoprite, which is a local supermarket uh for 2.99 a pound and it's usually 4.99 a pound so it, quite a quite a difference and uh, i bought some and brought it home and instead of freezing each three or four pound roast i cut it up into individual portions that I would make for myself. And using the Archimedes technique, I don't even need a vacuum sealer for this. I I sealed those in airtight plastic bags. And how you do that is, now what I would suggest is if you're taking meat like pork or whatever, season it. Put some salt and pepper in there, maybe a little olive oil. Put it in the bag, dip the whole bag into water, and it doesn't have to be hot water, cold water, into a, a pot of water. And submerge it all the way up to the top. You have to be careful not to get any water in it from the top. But And as you dunk it down, you just keep uh, zipping the seal till it gets to the very end, and that almost goes under the water, and then you seal it. And when you pull this up, there's no air in it at all. So now you can dry that off and put that in the freezer. And that is essentially a meal waiting to happen. Anytime that you, that you want, you can pull that out and doesn't have to be sous vide. You don't have to have a sous vide stick. You can just cook it, roast it uh, in the oven the way you would normally make it, or slow cook it in a crock pot, or um, just simply in a skillet. And if you've never defrosted frozen product before, the easiest way is take that out of the freezer and put it in a bowl of cold water and submerge it in cold water, not hot water, because you don't want to cook it. And if you just submerge it for, for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, that meat is going to completely defrost. Whatever you do, don't do it in the microwave. I'm a big, big fan of buying, shopping the meat sales mm. and also buying the cheaper cuts of meat mm-hmm. to maximize budget, which is what Carl's been talking about. And I'm also yeah. a big fan of using my freezer to maximize bulk buying, particularly when it comes to meat and also nuts, because nuts mm. can be very expensive. Yeah. So again, I shop the sales when the nuts are on sale, um, they're coming home with me and they're going in the freezer where they have a very long shelf life. And when you 
come to use them, they're as fresh as if you just bought them. Have you seen nuts.com? Yes. Love nuts.com. <laughs> Some of their stuff is expensive, but you can always find good deals there. Yep. You can. The other thing you might want to look at is buying in season. Mm. When And I think that kind of goes hand in hand with buying the sales, is that when, when there's a, a flood of produce, particularly because it's the season for whatever it is, you can often get good deals. You can often get large amounts right. that you can then either freeze or process in some way and store in the freezer or the fridge for later use. So it's interesting how, um, you know, it, people complain about how difficult it is to eat out, uh, not just for budget reasons, but for keto reasons, right? And so uh, we've sort of addressed this at the fast food level. You know, it's very easy to go to McDonald's and get something without a bun, without ketchup. Uh, and they're happy to put it in a container for you and, and you know, waste a lot of plastic <laughs> packaging, which you better recycle. Um, but this really brings it home that not only is cooking really good for you in order to control what goes in your mouth, right? But if you're on a budget, there is no more economic way to eat than to shop the sales, to to store things in the freezer as necessary and uh, to cook yourself. There just isn't any other better way. And, you know, we, we talk a lot about buying our Kerrygold butter and, and buying grass-fed beef. and Right. But at the end of the day, you have to do the best you can with what you have. And so I don't want people to think that they can't keto if they can't afford Kerrygold butter right now. No, it's true. It's not necessary to reap the benefits that the ketogenic diet does. It may not be as healthy. It may be just as healthy. We don't really know. But even Dr. Westman says that you don't really need it. Now, from a cooking perspective, in defense of Kerrygold, I have to say because Kerrygold, it does have a better flavor. And it also performs differently when cooking, and that's because it has less water in it than most mm. uh, butters that you can get in America. Yeah. So there are, but again, I, I mean, if the goal, if your goal is health related mm. and reduction of fat, weight loss, then mm. pick your battles, and Kerrygold butter probably shouldn't be one of them. I only buy Kerrygold. When it's on sale, I will wait until the sale comes at Costco and then I'm buying enough Kerrygold to last me a year and it's going in the freezer. Another thing that you can do, and I did this, uh, is find your neighbors that have chickens because chances are some of them do. And, you know, unless you live in the city somewhere, uh, you, you, chances are somebody near you has some chickens. And uh, people with chickens have a problem that they have too many eggs. And they have to get rid of them because if you have chickens just, you know, in, in a suburban lot, you're probably not, you know, selling eggs to the market. So you basically need to find something that you can barter with those neighbors. And sometimes they'll just say, yeah, just come get them. You get a dozen a week, a two dozen a week, whatever you, whatever you want, if that happens to be, you know, what you can find. But in my case, uh, we bartered. 
food that I made, keto food that I made, I would always give them some. So you're in an interesting position because you have keto information that everybody needs. So you might be able to barter either that information or food that you make with the eggs that you can get from your neighbors. And I think this is a good point to remind us all that keto, the number one thing to know about keto is that it's the absence of carbs. Yes. That's the big thing. So when you're thinking about budget, don't think about Kerrygold butter or grass-fed steaks. Think yeah. about absence of carbs. Start there. What you don't eat is more important than what you do. Right. Interestingly. So that's what, what I would recommend. Do the best you can with what you have. Remember that ketosis is the absence of carbs, not the addition of fancy foods. If you can mm -hmm. afford grass-fed, have at it. But if you can't, don't think you can't do this. Right. Um, the, and little crazy things I was, when I was thinking about this during the week, little things that, that some people might not know to look for. So bacon ends and pieces. Oh, yes. You know, if you, most bacon, it doesn't matter if it's in a pretty rasher. Right. Or whatever you call them here, a pretty slice. Bacon ends and pieces are typically a lot fattier. Mm -hmm. They're also messy, but mm -hmm. they're also a lot cheaper. So if you love bacon and you don't you're using it in a dish rather than laying it on a plate as a as a slice, mm -hmm. then just buy bacon ends and pieces. And if you don't see them, go talk to the butcher. And for that matter, you should talk to the butchers in your local supermarkets, you know, even if you're not looking for bacon. You basically say, look, I know that you spend all day trimming beef fat. Can I buy that from you, you know, on a regular basis? And they'll say, yeah, of course, a dollar a pound or something like that. And I went to get flank steak for this mini fest. And the butcher was kind of quiet back there. And I looked over and he was trimming the fat off. I'm like, oh, don't trim the fat. He's like, really? Yes. You know, uh, so they just don't think about that. But the butcher thinks his job is to trim all the fat off the meat before putting it in the case. That's what they think their job is. So if you establish a relationship with your butcher and say, look, I'm a fat eater. I, you know, this is the kind of stuff I need. Put my number on speed dial. And when you have something that I can come and get that's, you know, waste product to you, let me know. I'm a huge advocate of making friends with your butcher mm. because often, certainly when I was living in Seattle, I haven't yet found my butcher here, but when I was living in Seattle, my local butcher, he would charge me $2 a pound less if he did not have to trim the fat off. Isn't that great? $2 a pound, that's a lot of, of money. That it's adds up to be a lot of money. He would also make me whatever kind of ground beef I wanted. He would Ooh. make me 50-50 if that's what I asked him for. Wow. But the more fat he added, the less the price was. He would cut the price down because he was essentially bulking up with something that was not a profit maker for him. Yep. So he would make me whatever ground beef I wanted, and the more fat he put in there, the less he would charge me. So if you make friends with your butcher, ask them to leave the fat on, ask them for untrimmed, and mm. and see if you can get 
you know, one to two dollars a pound off of meat might make the difference between you being able to have grass fed and not. Right. So it's little things like that 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 you can do, and actually butchers. In my experience, know a lot about how to cook meat too. So yeah. I'm not. I come obviously not from here. So mm. all the beef cuts are different. And I had a discussion with my butcher. I wanted to do a pulled beef recipe. Yeah, the brisket was super expensive, and yeah. so I got chatting to my butcher. They had tri-tip on sale for like two ninety nine a pound or some crazy low price and he said just for the record just so people know tri-tip is a very tough but very flavorful piece of meat tri-tip is also one of the fattest fattiest cuts of meat so it's actually one of the most keto meat cuts there is and so he told me well then don't use brisket for your pulled beef just use tri-tip so i saved Mm. Something like $9 a pound buying tri-tip, wow. not brisket. So you can talk to your butcher about what cuts of meat you can use instead of a traditional cut. Mm. So brisket and tri-tip are pretty much interchangeable. So if tri-tip's cheap, use tri-tip instead of brisket, for example. And if you're going to buy one piece of kitchen gear, I mean, I'm biased, but the sous vide stick is the thing to get because because you can turn these cheaper cuts of meat into delicious tender cuts you know just by by slow cooking them at a constant temperature for a long period of time i talk about the sous vide chuck roast and it's great to see mark rhodes out there hey mark shout out to you yay mark he's uh he's got on the sous vide bandwagon and he he was comparing um, a, a slow cooker uh, chuck roast that he made to a sous vide chuck roast. You know, it's like night and day. And prices have come way down on these things. Um, I saw, and I'll add a link to this, a uh, precision cooker from Von Chef uh, on Amazon for 40 bucks if you have Prime. 40 bucks. These things used to be like two, three hundred dollars. I I need to break mine out. I'm really gonna have to do that. Um, the other thing that I was thinking about was, and Carl mentioned this at the beginning, was either fasting. Mm-hmm. Fasting is very good for the budget. Very good. As long as make sure you have some electrolytes. Keto chows fasting drops or something like that. I listened to our show on fasting, the first one we did with Dr. Jason Fung, just to make sure you cover the bases. So fasting is very good for a budget, but also what what has become known as OMAD or one meal a day. Right. If you eat one larger meal a day, you're you're just going to spend a lot less money on groceries yep. altogether. Yeah. Um, also, th- little things like that that you might not think about in the busyness of life is you can really impact your budget by doing things like making your coffee at home mm. thing you know just like you know five bucks here five bucks there four bucks there on a latte or whatever you can make that at home for pennies you may have to get up 10 minutes earlier in the morning to do that and get it ready before you run out of the house but you could make significant dent in your budget by making coffee at home. I totally agree. I've been making my own coffee for years and years and years. 
And I, of course, have, you know, a top-of-the-line Cuisinart burr grinder uh, coffee maker with an alarm so you could set a timer so that it starts in the morning at a certain time. But, yeah, that and some heavy cream and, you know, it rivals anything that you can get at Starbucks or your favorite coffee shop. Uh, and it's a heck of a lot cheaper. I totally agree with that. I mean, even if you're just buying... One fancy latte a day, say, will be conservative. It wouldn't. It will be more than this in Seattle, but here, four dollars a day for every workday. That's eighty dollars a month. Yeah, that's you know you could do a lot with eighty dollars a month. That that could make a how many rotisserie chickens could you buy for? <laughs> yeah, eighty dollars yeah, yeah. a month. So it's just a thought, and I I know this seems obvious, but. We're all so busy and life has become so complicated and so noisy that mm. sometimes we can forget the little things that added up together can make a big difference. We also, I wanted to let you all know in the, in our, the Keto Kitchen Facebook group, we actually run a, a themed post, uh, quite often, which we call Thrifty Thursday. Hmm. And there, and we invite all the members to share their thrifty keto tricks. So similar to Carl's rotisserie chicken trick that he shared at the start of this. So if you go into the Keto Kitchen Facebook group and go to the section topics and then find Thrifty Thursday and click on it, all the Thrifty Thursday posts will pop up. And there's just like a mass of really cool ideas that people are using to make their keto budget go further. Yeah. Tips like Carl's Chicken Tip. So that would be a huge resource for anyone who's really looking to slash their budget. Very good. All great tips. And uh, I think that keto, and especially if you do one meal a day and intermittent fasting, is probably the cheapest way that you can lose weight. I mean, I'm thinking about low-fat diets, and you know, now you're buying a whole lot of vegetables and fruits and probably products and crappy bars and all sorts of other things like that. I, I just can't imagine uh, it being less expensive to, do, uh, to lose weight on, in any other plan. And that's a great point that you've brought up, Carl, is that... Yes, there are an increasing number of keto products out there, mm -hmm. and some of them are really awesome. Yep. And if your budget stretches to them and, and, and you're reaching your goals, have at it. But you absolutely do not need to buy any pre-made products to succeed on keto. That's right. Eggs, bacon ends. Rotisserie chicken. Rotisserie chicken. <laughs> Try tip. Try tip. Yep. Um, make those tougher cuts of meat more tender. Just slow cook them. You know, a crock pot. If you can't spring for a sous vide stick, a crock pot is a good idea. But also, I think I kind of want to issue a little challenge to shop the sales this week. Mm. Go and see what's on sale and then see how you can... Do keto in reverse, i.e. buy what's on sale and then come up with some delicious ways to use them during the week. And you know what we'll do? We'll put up a public uh, thread in the forum and we'll put a link to that in the show notes where you can 
tell your keto on a budget story and tell us how much money you saved or, or how much food you got for how much money. That would be awesome. Yeah. Well, now it comes to the point in the show where we um, read a, uh, a, what do we, what do we talk about now? What do we read? Oh, yeah. A recipe! I, uh, my two cups of coffee apparently haven't been enough today. No. What's your recipe this week, Carrie? So, because we were talking about budget, I picked a very budget-friendly recipe. Okay. I nearly went and did the recipe thing then, but I stopped myself. Oh, all right. <laughs> we'll get you. So your, Don't worry. Your super budget-friendly recipe this week is double pork fried rice. Woo, woo, woo. And I don't know about you, but I do miss Chinese food. I a lot a lot of it is noodly and carby yeah. and I but I do miss it. So yeah. I came up with a double pork fried rice so that I could still have my Chinese takeaway fix, but mm. without the carbs and super cheap. Yep. We will of course link to the recipe in the show notes. Okay. And here it is. You will need a pound of ground pork, which is typically known as sausage meat outside of the US. Mm -hmm. You're going to need six ounces of bacon, five ounces of onions, stick with yellow or white because they are the least carby. Yep. You're going to want eight ounces of riced cauliflower. Mm. Or if it's cheaper, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't, it might be cheaper to rice your own cauliflower depending on the price of cauliflower. So either way. Now, what about shirataki rice? Too expensive? Too expensive. Okay. Shirataki rice is lovely, but you need a lot and it's spendy. Okay. So whilst I love it, not good for budget friendly. Okay. You're going to need three ounces of red pepper. Mm -hmm. If green peppers are cheaper the week you're going to make this, then use green. It doesn't matter. Or use yellow. Mm -hmm. So whatever color pepper is cheapest at the store, because sometimes there can be a big difference in the price of peppers. Yeah, that's right. You're going to want three eggs, two ounces of cream cheese, and a quarter of a cup of heavy cream. Okay. And here's what you're going to do. You're going to cook the ground pork in a pan over medium heat, breaking up the meat into very small pieces as it cooks. Once it's browned, you're going to remove the meat from the pan and reserve it. You're leaving all that lovely pork fat in the pan. Oh, yeah. You're going to cook the chopped bacon and onions in the fat in the pan for five minutes. Then you're going to add the riced cauliflower and the pepper, whatever color pepper mm -hmm. you bought, mm -hmm. and cook for a further 10 minutes, stirring frequently. Mm. Meanwhile, while that's happening, you're going to pour the you're going to whisk the eggs up well. You're going to pour them into a separate pan and leave them to cook for 30 seconds. And then you're going to move the eggs around. You're going to let them cook, stirring occasionally for another minute until the eggs are dry. Okay. And then you're going to remove them from the heat and chop the eggs into small pieces with a spatula while they're still in the pan. Okay. You're, you're going to add the pork back into the pan with the vegetables and stir well. Mm. And then you're going to turn the heat to low. You're going to stir in the cream cheese, the cream, and the cooked eggs into the sausage mixture until the cream cheese is completely melted mm. and everything is mixed in. Wow. And then you're going to eat it. That 
sounds lovely. So super cheap ingredients, but there was a few tips thrown in there for how to make it even cheaper by uh, using good buying choices and you can get your Chinese takeout fix. Well, that's great, Carrie. That's a that's a show. Of course, if you have anything you want to tell us, something we said wrong, something that you don't agree with, some more research that you found to support or refute anything we've said, send it to us by email at dudes at twoketodudes.com or post it on our website. And you can follow us on Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at twoketodudes. Make sure you use the hashtag twoketodudes. And of course, if you want to join the free ketogenic forum, it's forum.twoketo.com. And you can have a look around the forum without needing to create an account by starting with success.twoketo.com. Also, check out our Facebook group, The Keto Kitchen, if Facebook is your thing. And if you feel like supporting our forums and all the podcasts we produce, please consider making a monthly pledge on our Patreon page at patreon.2keto.com. And if you pledge $20 or more per month, you will have access to an exclusive Facebook group, 2KD Gold. And you can also see our podcasts and other videos on YouTube at youtube.2keto.com. And if you haven't already, please go and leave a review on Apple Podcasts because that's how new people get to know about what we do. Two Keto Dudes is brought to you by Two Keto LLC, who strives to support the low-carb community with podcasts and other publications. And Carrie, keep calm and keto on. Keep calm and keto on, Carl. All right, and we'll see you next time on Two, Two Keto, keto Dudes. Dudes.